Joy Podcast. My name is Emily, and I'm so happy you're here. If it's your first time listening, then thank you so much for joining in. And if it's your first time back from last month, then thank you for joining as well. I'm so excited to jump into this episode. As a lot of you know, I usually have Kelsey here talking with me, but unfortunately, our schedules just didn't align this month, so it's just going to be me talking today. But I have a lot of scripture for you guys, a lot of scripture-based thoughts that I'm so excited to share, and I just believe there's going to be a lot of truth poured out, a lot of um, revelations and just convictions, even for me, Um, and I'm just so excited. So in preparation for this episode, um, I was just giving it some thought, and I figured what better month than December to talk about the story and the birth of Jesus and just his whole mission of why he was sent to the earth. And so I'm so excited to jump into all of that. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get right into it. Yeah. So to start off, I'm going to be reading a little bit about the birth of Jesus. And so for those of you who know it, great, awesome, you can follow along with me. And for those of you who don't, I would highly encourage you to go and study it on your own time because there is a lot of depth into it. And I'm not going to go into all of the details today, but I'm just going to give a nice little outline so you all have a picture of just what this looks like. So I'm going to be reading from Luke 2, just for a little bit of background in the chapter before this. Um, So an angel named Gabriel goes to Mary, and Mary is this young girl, probably not much older than me, around 17, maybe 18. She's like still a teenager, and she's engaged to be married to Joseph. And so this angel Gabriel goes to Mary, and he says, Mary, you are highly favored by God, and he is going to... Um, send you a baby named Jesus and you're going to give birth to this baby. Name him Jesus. He's going to be the savior for all the earth. And not going to lie, if I was Mary, I would be peeing my pants right now. I'd be like, absolutely no way. You got the wrong girl. But after Mary's little moment, she was like, okay, God, this is amazing. Um, I bless you and I praise you or I praise you for this um, blessing. And so to move into Luke chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, it says that an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. So this just paints such a beautiful picture of how the king of the world was sent to the earth in such a humbling way. And I'll get a little bit more into that later. But something I really want to point out in this scripture is verse 11. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this right here just shows us that the world needed a savior. And I mean, you can look at the world today and be like, yeah, the world definitely needs a savior, Emily. Like, that makes sense. But um, the world just needed a savior. And so um, 
There are a few points that I kind of came up with and wrote down on why I believe Jesus was sent into the earth. And there are multiple, 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 lots of reasons on why Jesus was sent. It just it wasn't just one specific reason, but I believe these are some of the main points that Jesus was just speaking over me um, this past week. And so the very first reason on why the world needed a savior was so that Jesus could seek and save the lost. And this comes straight out of scripture, Luke 19, 10, for the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. So it's right there in the Bible. Um, but in Romans six seventeen, it says that we used to be slaves to sin, but we've been set free and we're now enslaved to righteousness. And that just goes to show that before Jesus was sent, before we had the opportunity of a relationship with God through him, we were dead to ourselves, we were dead in our sin, but Jesus was sent so that we wouldn't have to be dead to those things anymore. Jesus was sent so that he could redeem us and save us from those things. And then in 1 Timothy 1.15, it's crazy how much you can read scripture and how much you can read certain chapters, certain books in the Bible so many times, but it isn't until um, you're truly open to just feeling convicted by things and truly digging deeper into the meaning of what it's talking about that you're like, wow, this is crazy. And that's just kind of the feeling I had with um, this verse. So 1 Timothy 115. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. But I received mercy for this reason, so that in me, the worst of them, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. And mic drop right there, ladies and gents. This verse is just so so amazing and it paints such a beautiful picture of why we needed jesus and um the other day me and my mom were talking all about this and we got the amazing opportunity at our church to just be able to wrap presents for these kids and a little bit into wrapping the presents we found out that all of the gifts provided were from family members who were in prison who weren't able to be with their um kids or relatives over Christmas time. And after learning this, me and my mom were just heartbroken and like just the thought of that completely brought us to tears. And so as me and my mom were just talking about all of this, going back and forth and sharing thoughts, my mom brought up this point that I think a lot of us think this way too. And she said, how did Jesus come to save those people too? The worst of the worst, the people that we would put to shame, the people that we would look at and completely bypass because they're not like us. How did Jesus come to save those people too? And I just responded in the way that Jesus responded when he was asked the same question. And he said, is it not the sick who need a doctor? Jesus came for the people who lost their way. Jesus came for the people who have no idea who he is, for the people who went down the wrong path and forgot about him. Jesus did not come to save the healthy. He didn't come to save the people who are full of themselves, the people who know everything, have everything under control, have their whole lives together. Jesus came for the broken, the weary, the people who have been through pain and 
bad circumstances, Jesus came for those people. And the truth of it is, we've all been at that point before where we've been lost in the depths, where we completely forgot about Jesus or we didn't know about Jesus at all. And there is a point in time where if he hasn't already, he will come in and he seeks you out and he saves you from the turmoil that you're going through. And so my first point, Jesus came to seek and save the lost and he continues seeking and saving the lost people. And so that was just a beautiful opportunity that me and my mom um, had that day being able to wrap gifts for um, wrap gifts from these people who were in prison and just serving and loving on people. And baller segue into my next point is that Jesus was sent into the earth to serve. And in Mark 10 45, it says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What I love so much about the whole story of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, all of it, my favorite part about it is that God could have sent anyone. God could have picked out this this well-known, wealthy, comes from a good name, good family, um, wealthy place, just all of the things God could have picked out this specific person, but instead he picked Jesus, who was born in a manger among the animals, who lived not very wealthy life. He didn't have everything, but God chose Jesus, who would walk in humility and be humble in the way that he would serve others. And the thing about it is that Jesus could have looked up at any moment in his ministry here on earth. He could have just sat in one spot and said, God, heal this and this and this, fix this and this and this, and he could have gone and saved the whole world that way. But Jesus served. He loved to get on our level and serve us. And he did that in the way that he washed his disciples' feet. He did that in the way that he met people at their lowest. He got on their level. He weeped with the weeping. He danced with the dancing. He fed the hungry. He let the blind see. Jesus served the most lost people. And it reminds me... um, how he reflected that onto us. Jesus served so that he could serve, but he also served so that it would give us a picture on how we are to serve and love on others. And in 1 Peter 4, 8 through 11, kind of like the verse in 1 Timothy, a verse that I've read before, but I just never truly understood the depth of it. And it says, above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining, just as each one has received a gift. Use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. And oh my gosh, when I read this verse, it completely wrecked me. And I just, I've been um, meditating on it day and night since I heard it. And it just shows the perfect picture on how we are to love and to serve people. And it's like the the commands that God gave us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, all your strength. And the second, to love your neighbor as yourself. The thing is, we could do 
everything in the world to get wealthy. We could do everything to make our name well known, to have all of the earthly possessions. But if we don't love God and love people well, we are not walking out our purpose and our calling on this earth. If we love and serve God and love and serve people to the very best of our ability, we wouldn't have to do anything else to gain God's favor on us. And so in the way that Jesus came to serve people and to love people, he has called us to do the same thing, to go out into our communities, to go out into the world and to spread his message, to spread his love, to spread revival among our communities. And the third point that I have is that Jesus was sent to provide abundant life. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I have seen this verse play out so clearly and so evidently in my life in the way that before I knew Jesus, before I knew the depth of his love before I knew the vastness of who he was. I was lost in the things of the world. I was lost to anxiety, to comparison. I had low self-esteem and low confidence. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my purpose or why I was even here on the earth. I was just so lost and roaming, like I didn't know what I was doing, but then I met God, and God met me where I was. And he sought me out and he said, I've come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. See, the thing is, God doesn't just want you to survive this life. He wants you to live it to the best that you can, to the fullest that you can. And in Ezekiel 37 verses 4 through 6, it says, He said to me, Prophesy concerning these, bro- these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you, and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. See, without Jesus, we are just dry bones walking around. We have no purpose. We have no reason to truly live out our lives. But then God comes in and he shows us a new way and he shows us that he is the only way to live life and live it abundantly. See, there are people who may act like their lives have it all together. They may... um, You may see on Instagram, everyone's highlight reels of how their life is going, but Behind all of that is a broken and a lost person that is in need of the abundance that Jesus has to give. And so, unless we truly walk in our calling, unless we truly get to know the lover of our souls, the creator who crafted you and made you in your mother's womb, who knew you before anyone else did, we will not live life to the best that it can be lived. And so that kind of brings me to my next point, which is that Jesus came to proclaim truth. In John 18, 37, it says, You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I'm a I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And then Luke 4, 43 says, But he said to them, It is necessary for me to proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because I was sent for this purpose. And so looking at these two verses, you see 
that the Lord's purpose was to proclaim truth. His purpose was to spread the good news, the gospel, all through the nations. But you might be saying, what is the truth that he was meant to spread? In John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you got nothing that I have said today, get this. Don't miss this verse when Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus came as a vessel to provide a relationship with our Father in heaven. Without Jesus, having a relationship with God would be impossible. And in moments where we feel hopeless, like life is going down the drain, Jesus says, I am the way. In moments where we feel hopeless, where we feel like everything around us is just lies, Jesus says, I am the truth. And when everything seems like um, we're just walking as dead bones, walking around, Jesus says, I am the life. Jesus provides each of these things to us. He provides a relationship. He provides truth in our lives. When the world keeps spitting lies over us, when the world keeps um, spitting out things that they want us to believe, that Satan wants us to believe, God is silencing those things with the truth that you are chosen, that you are his vessel here on earth, that you are loved and wanted and seen in a world full of people telling you otherwise. Listen to the voice and the truth that Jesus is proclaiming over your life. Satan is constantly roaming back and forth on the earth trying to find the newest and most effective ways to get into people's hearts. But the truth of it is, is that Jesus was sent to destroy the devil's works. And while those things may still be true, those things may still be happening, that Satan comes to steal and kill and destroy, a relationship with Jesus is what makes it impossible for Satan to get into your heart. A relationship with Jesus is what keeps the enemy away from getting into your mind and into your life. And so Jesus was sent so that we would no longer have to live dead to our sins. We would no longer have to live in captivity and bondage over the things that we've done, the things that we've experienced and seen, how far we've strayed away from God. Jesus came so that we could be restored and renewed from those things that have happened to us in the past. And so as we just walk through this December, this whole Christmas season, it's so easy for us to get caught up in all of the Christmas festivities, all of the um, our wish lists, all of the gift buying, just all of the regular Christmas things. But I really want to make it a goal for myself and for you as well to just take a moment every single day to step back and realize what this is all truly for. What is the whole point of Christmas. It's not to buy the most expensive gift. It's not to ask for the most gifts gifts on your list. The truth of it is, is that Christmas is meant to be celebrated for the coming of a king that is far greater than any gift we could ever collect. It's greater in the way that it provides us a lifelong relationship with the king in heaven. And so this Christmas season, let us change our mindsets and just the way that we see things into looking at it and how can I serve Jesus better? How can I love Jesus better? How can I serve and love his people and the community around me better? Let us not be so us focused. Let us not make Christmas about us and what we can do or 
or how much we can buy or collect. Let it be only about Jesus and what he was sent to do for us. And may that not just be a mindset for Christmas, for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or just the month of December. Let us bring that into the whole year. Let us bring that through our every single day lives that we live in. Let us um, just see how we can worship God, how we can love God, how we can serve Him and use our gifts and talents to glorify Him better. Because Jesus sacrificed his whole life so that you could walk in freedom. The least that we could give is our life, our devotion, our our hearts. And so, although I could talk about this forever and ever and ever, because I absolutely just love the topic of um, Jesus coming into the earth, of what his whole mission was to do, I could go on and on about it. Um, Fortunately, that's all the time that I have to talk today. But I'm so excited for next month and just this whole new year. And so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I hope if you're listening that um, you all enjoy your Christmas with your family, friends, wherever you are. That um, it would just be so full of love, so full of all the joy that the Lord has to give you. And yes, I cannot wait for next month, the next episode. And I'm just so excited to see where the Lord takes this podcast and just the heart behind all of it. So thank you so much for listening and make sure to tune in next month. Merry Christmas, everybody. Jesus loves you. And so do we. See you next month. Bye. That was so good. That was, that was it. That was the one.